Jesus Christ. This is your friend Cheryl, and today we are going to spend time learning about Elohim. We're going to stay focused on eternal truths regarding Elohim, also known as God the Eternal Father. God the Eternal Father was the architect of the creation of this earth, one of his worlds without number, while Jesus Christ was the contractor responsible for implementing the Father's plan. The heavens declare the glory of a God and the firmament shows his handiwork, and a moment's reflection is sufficient to teach every man and woman of common intelligence that all these are not mere productions of chance, nor could they be supported by any power less than an almighty hand. The existence of God tested by all human powers is the most firmly established fact in humanity's possession. The searcher for God may turn for evidence to the external universe, to his own inner self, and to human history for his answer. Every process of nature is orderly. Chance, disorder, chaos are ruled out of the physical universe. If every condition involved in a system is precisely the same, the result anywhere, everywhere, today, or at any other time will be the same. The sun does not rise in the east today and in the west tomorrow. That means the phenomena of nature are products of law. The infinite large or the infinitely small move in obedience to law. In man's earnest search for truth, no exception to this process has been found. There was a system of law given by direct revelation from God. It is called by a couple different names, the Law of Covenant and God's Law. The Christian historian Eusebius says that the gospel law, which is centered in Christ, was first revealed in the days of Adam. In the Psalms 19, 7 and 8, we read, the law of the Lord is perfect, converting the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. The statutes of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. The commandment of the Lord is pure, enlightening the eyes. There are a few more things we do know that are important to point out. The universe itself declares there is intelligent purpose in nature, and that there must therefore uh, be a supreme intelligence directing the universe. This is God. We are the children of God. That doctrine is not hidden away in an obscure verse. It is taught over and over again in Scripture. These clear examples are from the Bible. In the Psalms 82 and 6, all of you are children of the Most High. And in Acts, Bible New Testament, 1729, we are the offspring of God. There is no aim or purpose that comes from God except to further the salvation of his children. 
the Almighty Elohim is the father of billions of spirit children, all who lived for millions, if not billions of years, in his eternal presence. It is important for us to remember that our time is not God's time. He knows all of his spirit children, and in his infinite wisdom, he chooses the very time that each comes to earth to gain a mortal body and undergo the probationary and growing period known as mortality or the second estate. All of us are subjected to the very trials and experiences that will help us grow and develop in the system God established for our growth. The plan is the gospel of God established through Jesus Christ. From Brigham Young, I want to tell each of you and every one of you that you are well acquainted with God, our Heavenly Father, or the great Elohim. You are all well acquainted with him, for there is not a soul of you but what has lived in his house and dwelt with him year after year, and yet you are seeking to become acquainted with him when the fact is you have merely forgotten what you did know. There is not a person here today but what is a son or a daughter of that being. In the spirit world, their spirits were first begotten and brought forth, and they lived there with their parents for ages before they came here. God made man in his own image, and certainly he made woman in the image of his wife partner. By definition, God, generally meaning the Father, is the one supreme and absolute being, the ultimate source of the universe, the all-power, all-knowing, all-good creator, ruler, and preserver of all things. Though each, of, each god in the Godhead is a personage, separate and distinct from each other's, yet they are one god, meaning they are united as one in the attributes of perfection. For instance, each has the fullness of truth, knowledge, charity, power, justice, judgment, mercy, and faith. Accordingly, they all think, act, speak, and are alike in all things. And yet they are three separate and distinct entities. Each occupies space and is and can be in but one place at one time. But each has power and influence that is everywhere present. It should be comforting to each of us to know that with God, nothing is temporal. All things are spiritual. Our earthly existence is merely a continuance of that which is spiritual. We are a step in eternal advancement to be here with the body. Remember, Elohim is the literal father of our spirits. What is the body without the spirit? Well, it's simply lifeless clay. So what is that that was breathed into the lifeless bodies of Adam and Eve? It was the spirit that is the immortal part, the eternal being that existed before it came here, that exists within us and will continue to exist when the body is laid to rest. It is important to remember that the Lord stands at the door ready to help. It is important to remember 
that the little literal firstborn spirit of Elohim is Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ was exactly obedient to his father, paid the price to claim each of us as his in providing a way for us to continue to advance beyond mortality. He looks upon us as immortal beings, as does the Father. The important element of mortality is not how long can we live, but how well can we learn the lessons of life and carry forth our duties and obligations to God and each other. Christ was sent to set an example before all humanity, establish the perfection of God's law, and of obedience to the Father. We do have obligations to God, and perhaps most important is the two laws upon which all others hang. Love God with all our heart, might, mind, and strength, and the other is to love our neighbors as ourselves. As we find ourselves spending more time to learn God's ways, our eternal spirit aids us in having no disposition to do things contrary. To God's law and statutes. I hope this has been helpful for you thus far today. And remember, today is a good day to spend more time with God the Father. Today is a good day to pour our love out to others, caring and serving those in need. Won't you join me? Until next time, God be with you.